Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. And uh, I'm back. I think this is my first main episode feed uh, since returning from surgery. I did a Patreon-only episode where I discussed surgery and also shitting myself. And because I'm a classy, classy lady, so I'm back now on the main feed, ready to talk to you about very, very important topics. And uh, I should say, I, I think I've been forgetting this. I'm so bad at running a podcast network. I think I haven't been mentioning on the episodes that everyone can use code SDSPOD at FreestyleUSA.com to get a discount on a really cool, like brightly colored 80s style waterproof watch. It's the watch that I wear. Don't you want to be like me? (sighs) She said as she sits with her tits just loose and floppy wearing a Miley Cyrus bangers t-shirt. Actually, you do want to be like me. That sounds fun. Someone was like, ooh, yeah, I'm just out here with my tits flopping around wearing a Miley Cyrus shirt, I'd say you're living the life. Uh, So anyways, what? What? Um, So I'm back from surgery and I will give a little backstory before I announce today's topic, which you already know because you are looking at the podcast app where it tells you the title. Um, But I had surgery for my endometriosis. Everything went great. However, um, I might burp. Sorry. (laughs) Pardon me. Uh, So I had surgery for my endometriosis. Everything went great. Uh, However, I had an allergic reaction to the surgical glue uh, holding my, I had three incisions and I had an allergic reaction to the glue holding them together, which happens in 0.5% of people. So of course, I'm so... I'm just so rare that it had to happen to me. And because that happened, um, the first line of defense was take a bunch of Benadryl. And um, ultimately that didn't work. So I had to get steroids, but they said keep taking the Benadryl. So I've been taking more Benadryl this week than probably my entire life. I don't like taking allergy meds. They make me feel funny. I don't like it. Uh, I don't like the way that, I mean, listen... If, if you have to, if, you're, if your stomach is exploding in blisters, take the Benadryl, see, fuck around, see what's hap- what happens. That's what I did. But in general, I don't like taking allergy medication if I can avoid it at all. Um, so I've been doped up on Benadryl uh, for a week and steroids, which is a whole other topic that I will cover at a future date. But I cannot believe that people take these voluntarily, like, oh, I want more muscles, I'm going to take steroids, because it is entirely unpleasant. Steroids, and I'm, it's not like I'm on, like, some crazy Mark McGuire dose, it's just, like, a normal six-day prednisone pack, and... um it's an instant anxiety attack. If you, hey, if you know someone in your life who is suffering from anxiety disorder and you just can't understand and you think, why don't you just calm down? Uh, Take some steroids and then you will empathize (laughs) with what uh, your, your loved one with anxiety is going through because I don't have I, I currently don't have anxiety issues. I'm very thankful for that. Uh, my first 
year of sobriety, I was a fucking mess. I lived in a constant state of anxiety attack and then I would have panic attacks. It was a whole thing. And so this has been like a, a flashback to uh, remember, remember that first year of sobriety and what a, how awful you felt. And, uh, and now I'm on steroids, so I'm remembering. And uh, I, I feel ultimately like my whole experience with endometriosis has been, oh, has my mic been turned away the whole time? Sorry, my mic swiveled. I don't know if that affected the audio, but I feel like my whole experience with endometriosis has been to humble me and make me empathize with others because otherwise I would just be too strong of a person. And so uh, going through something uh, where your body kind of uh, it, 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 it shit, it poops out on you, uh, has been humbling. And now, um, that I'm towards recovery and on the other side of that, now I'm just an anxious mess on account of these pills. And so it's kind of made my brain remember, oh, you be empathetic to people with anxiety disorders because it is real and it is unpleasant. Um, but that's not what today's show is about. Today's show is about people taking Benadryl recreationally, which since quarantine has happened, has become a trend. Uh, it's trended on Twitter. It's trended on TikTok. There has been a hashtag Benadryl challenge. This is, this is an example of my age, which I am about to be 36 years old, lest you forget, because I, I know I look and sound so young. Um, I am an old person, and so I cannot imagine taking Benadryl to have a good time, uh, which we'll find out later in the episode. It's not a good time, but I can't imagine taking Benadryl to get fucked up because just taking it as, you know, as instructed on the box, for me is uh is unpleasant. So I can't imagine taking a super dose of it, but I need to remember that I once was young myself. I once was 15 years old um buying caffeine pills at the dollar store and then taking a whole box of them because when you are young, you your decision making skills aren't good, you don't have access to good drugs and so you will do, you'll you'll huff computer duster and you'll take over-the-counter meds you get at the dollar store to excess. It's just being young is fucking terrible and you do a bunch of dumb, stupid shit, such as abuse Benadryl because you hear on the streets that it will make you trip. <clears throat> Hold on, sorry, guys. I have like a little tickle in my throat and I hate when I can hear that someone needs to clear their throat. I think it's just... Ugh. I think my lungs are atrophying from spending so much time laying around and I have this like breathing exercise machine I have to use to make sure my lungs are like <gasps> filling up to full capacity and I'm not using it as much as I'm supposed to because it's ridiculous. Anyways, okay, hold on. Let me take a sip of my coffee to clear this horrible sound out of my mouth. Ah, riveting riveting content for your ears. Um, so backstory. Benadryl is diphenhydramine. It, uh, diphenhydramine is a first generation antihistamine. It's mainly used to treat allergies, 
but it can also be used for insomnia, which everyone who's ever taken a Benadryl knows it makes you tired. That's why I think people with chronic allergies, they'll take an Allegra or a Claritin that have uh, less drowsiness involved. Um, people can also use it to treat symptoms of the common cold, uh, Parkinson's tremor, and nausea. Which, I'll tell you this, because my, I don't know if it's the, when you have abdominal or pelvic surgery, it does fuck up your digestion, like, really bad. But also, um, being on, uh, alternating, um, acetaminophen with NSAIDs for pain management and then having to take high-dose antibiotics. And it's just a whole thing. My stomach's been a fuck mess. So the one good thing I can say about having to take Benadryl currently, as if I needed to take more medication, is that it has helped with the, the post-surgery nausea. And when in doubt, it'll make me go to sleep so I don't have to deal with how fucking miserable my body is right now. Um, so uh, it uh, diphenhydramine is, uh, can be used by mouth, injection into a vein, injection into a muscle, or applied to the skin, like a topical cream, uh, like you might put around the giant blisters on your belly button, because that's where one of my incisions was. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyways, let me just talk about me for the whole episode. Um, my mic keeps turning. It's a disaster. Sorry, guys. It's like, uh, it's almost like I didn't record for two weeks. Um, so, uh, common side effects of Benadryl include sleepiness, poor coordination, and an upset stomach. Oh, fuck, but it helps with nausea, but it can upset your stomach? Oh, pharmaceuticals, am I right, guys? It's almost like there's n nothing is entirely good. Um, what it, the way it works is it blocks the action of the neurotransmitter acetylcholine, which will come into play later as we talk more about uh, the pharmacology and classification of this drug. Um, Benadryl is extensively metabolized by the liver, and uh, you should exercise caution when giving the drug to individuals with hepatic impairment which means they got liver problems. Um, it also means, I don't know, like maybe you shouldn't take it with acetaminophen because that also taxes the liver. Um, acetaminophen is Tylenol and it's actually one of the most dangerous over-the-counter drugs. I listened to a really interesting podcast about it. A lot of people die every year from taking Tylenol. Uh, so I don't know. I generally try to take NSAIDs, but when you have high pain and don't want to take uh, opiates, which is where I'm at right now, you alternate every three hours an ibuprofen, a Tylenol, an ibuprofen, a Tylenol. Riveting content. Riveting content. Um, so yeah, this uh, Benadryl taxes the liver. Uh, it was first made by George Revischel. Uh, it came into commercial use in 1946. Initially, it was a prescription drug. Um, it is available as a generic medication or sold under the trade name Benadryl. Um, in the 1960s, uh, hold on, I have to burp again? God, you guys, my stomach, this is like the least of it. It's, it just feels... It just feels like um, a turbulent ocean from like pretty much under my tits to like all the way down. It just, there's like a constant sloshing uh, happening. <clears throat> I am a beautiful 
feminine woman and everyone wants to make love to me because of the beautiful ladylike things that I say. Um, so uh, in the 60s, they found that diphenhydramine um, can inhibit the reuptake of the neurotransmitter serotonin. What? We talk about that a lot on this show and how it uh, comes into play with drugs. And maybe one day I'll take like a psycho, like a, I don't know, a psychopharmacology course or a course about brain chemistry so I can actually know what I'm talking about on this show instead of just uh, reading the things that I wrote. So because they were like, whoa, diphenhydramine uh, inhibits the reuptake of serotonin, uh, this this discovery helped lead uh, the search for viable antidepressants who had that had similar structure but fewer side effects, and it culminated in the invention of Prozac, which is a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, a highly chemically addicting. Uh, what, what is this? What is this? The ADD Central. Um, but uh, so yeah, so uh, uh, roundabout way, Benadryl led to the discovery of Prozac. Wow. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, God. This is why this one's on the free feed. Um, so Benadryl became over-the-counter in the 80s, which is how I always remembered it as being an over-the-counter drug. Um, because of its sedative properties, um, it... It's widely used in non-prescription sleep aids for insomnia. So um, it's used either like alone in a sleep aid or in a combination with other ingredients like uh, like uh, you have Tylenol PM or uh, ibuprofen. Uh, it's mixed with ibuprofen and Advil PM. Um, it can cause, diphenhydramine can cause minor psychological dependence, which means you won't go through physical withdrawal, but you will go through psychological withdrawal. I imagine if you are using it every night to sleep and then you don't take it and you can't sleep, you are going to be jonesing for some Benadryl. Uh, it's also used to treat anxiety. I have read that in people with addictive histories, they will be recommended to take Benadryl if they have sleep or anxiety problems because Benadryl is less addictive than, say, if their doctor wrote them a script for Xanax or Clonopin or whatever because benzos are very addictive. So uh, their doctor will say, if you need anxiety, help managing anxiety, take a Benadryl um, because you're an addict and you don't get no Xannies. Uh, so it, um, it, people have used Benadryl to sedate their children, which is controversial. I heard a quote, which I did not write down, where this doctor said, drugging your children is not an acceptable method of managing them. Because basically what people will do is if they have to go on a flight and they don't want to be the person with the crying baby on a flight, they'll drug their child. And it's not safe. People usually use like Robitussin or Benadryl, which I don't know. I didn't do any research into uh, whether you should do that or not. It seems to be uh, 
don't give it to ch- like little little kids or old people just because of the taxing it does on the liver um that it just isn't it isn't recommended for them and i can't get into the specifics of it because i didn't research it and so no one wants to be on a flight with a crying baby it sucks but don't I, the, I would rather the baby cry than the parent drug their child because fine i want to cry on a flight i want to cry who I, who likes to fly? I, I'm 5'5". Five five, I'm 130-something pounds. It is uncomfortable for me to sit in that dang chair. So I cannot imagine how anyone else feels sitting on a flight it, because it's uncomfortable for me and I am not a big person. Uh, I, I don't like sitting still that long. I don't like the bumpiness. I don't like the ears popping. It, the whole thing. I I may never fly again after my flight home from surgery where I was on a plane with turbulence, which does not feel good when you uh, just had surgery, just uh, incision sites bumping up against the seatbelt. So flying sucks. And so I understand why children fly or cry on flights, especially on the descent. It seems like the ears start popping and then... <clears throat> They start crying. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is, but don't drug your kids. Uh, It's not safe. Uh, There appears to be a paradoxical effect, meaning that young, it, it says young people, it seems to be like adolescents, teenagers, 20 year olds. Uh, rather than making them tired, Benadryl has a paradoxical effect where it amps them up. And I think maybe this is the root of the sweet spot of Benadryl abuse because uh, I am am not a young person, so it isn't fun for me. It just makes me groggy and out of it. But if I were 17, maybe I'd be getting lit on it. Um, So I think I'm out of breath. I think I should use that long exercise machine more often. I'm just uh, talking to a microphone and I can't. I can't breathe. Maybe I'm just nervous. I'm so nervous to be talking to you guys. Oh my God. It's like, it's like being on a first date. I hope you like me. I'm just kidding. I like never care on a first date if someone likes me. Like they do or they don't. You know what I mean? Like they're lucky to be there with me and they're lucky to be paying for my dinner, which doesn't even cost anything because I barely fucking eat. But I generally don't get nervous on dates because whatever it. You, you, you hit it off or you don't and ultimately whoever I'm so much cooler than whoever I'm on a date with that they sh- they're just they're lucky to be seen in public with me let's be real so um I don't get nervous on dates hold on let me drink some coffee <clears throat> okay uh diphenhydramine also has anti-emetic properties I did not look up that word I feel like I did, but I didn't write it down. Um, But apparently that makes it useful in treating the nausea that occurs in vertigo and motion sickness. Um, The most prominent side effect, as we said, is sedation. A typical dose creates driving impairment equivalent to a blood alcohol level of 0.10, which is higher than the 0.08 legal limit of most drunk driving laws. 
So just taking the single prescribed dose of Benadryl, you're actually not supposed to operate a car. Wild. Wild. Uh, so uh, I drove yesterday for the first time in like three weeks and it felt really fucking weird, by the way. I, it's like I forgot how to drive. Um, diphenhydramine is a potent anticholinergic agent. Did I say that? Right? I don't know. But it's the uh, acetylcholine blocker, whatever that is, which we talked about earlier. It blocks the action of acetylcholine, which is a neurotransmitter. Um, and apparently that makes it a anticholinergic agent. Uh, this activity is responsible for the side effects of a dry mouth and throat, increased heart rate, pupil dilation, urinary retention, which, by the way, apparently if you take Benadryl, especially in excess, you will not be able to pee. You'll have to pee, but you cannot pee. And I read, because there is a whole Benadryl subreddit community, and a lot of people complain about that because uh, you'll, you just can't pee for hours. And that sounds uncomfortable. Um, so urinary retention, constipation, and at high doses, hallucinations or delirium. Other side effects include motor impairment, aka ataxia, flushed skin, blurred vision at near point owing to lack of accommodation, which I looked that up and apparently it's just that you can't, your, your eyes like uh, the shape changes, whether you're looking at something far away or close up, and I guess that's called accommodation. And so your eyes aren't able to do that when you've taken a hydrose of Benadryl, which then blurs your vision because they can't, if you're looking at something close up, they can't adjust to your close up vision. Um, so, uh, oh, also, okay, side effects. We're back to the side effects list. Uh, abnormal sensitivity to bright light, sedation, difficulty concentrating, short-term memory loss, visual disturbances, irregular breathing, dizziness, and irritability. Also, itchy skin, confusion, increased body temperature in general in the hands or feet, temporary erectile dysfunction, although apparently if you take, like if you do this Benadryl tripping, that can be permanent. That's enough to scare me away from getting a high. Like if you told me, okay, you can get super lit, but you might never be able to get a boner again. I'm out. I'm out because a lifetime of boners is way more important than momentarily, like momentary drug fun. It just is. Uh, so, um, okay, erectile dysfunction uh, and excitability, and although it can treat, be used to treat nausea, higher doses may cause vomiting. Uh, let's see. Okay, so technically the high that you get from Benadryl, Benadryl is, uh, Benadryl is uh, categorized as a delirium, which is a, yes, it is a type of hallucinogen because all these things are like, ooh, you can trip on Benadryl. Well, yeah, technically it is a hallucinogen. However, there are three categories of hallucinogen hallucinogens. Jesus Christ. I almost want to start over, but I'm not going to because 
just the way that my mind and body have been feeling in recovery. It's not like if I wait later in the day that this experience between you and I is going to get any better. This is the best that I'm able to function um, <clears throat> as a person. And aren't you glad that I'm so dedicated to putting out this show every Wednesday that I'll even put out a bad one? Um, okay, three types of hallucinogens. There are psychedelics, which are the ones that I enjoy, your mushrooms, your LSD. There are dissociatives, which would be ketamine. I think PCP counts as a dissociative. And then there are deliriants, which the only one on the list I've ever heard of is diphenhydramine. Um, and so some of the experiences between these categories of hallucinogens can overlap, but there are quantifiable differences in the induced experiences between the types of hallucinogens, and it's because they're, they have differing and distinct pharmacological mechanisms. So while you can say, okay, technically they're a hallucinogen, which like the definition of which is like, I think it's like the altered state is the predominant, um or the change in perception is the predominant effect of the drug. So while technically if you take a lot of meth, you can hallucinate, that's not the primary action of the drug. And the hallucinations that come from over-abusing uh, speed tend to be similar to delirium. And so those aren't considered to be hallucinogens. The, a hallucinogen, the primary action has to be the altered perception. Um, so yeah, yes, the is is diphenhydramine a hallucinogen? Yeah, kind of, but it's in this separate class called deliriance, which across the board, these other chemicals I never heard of, you haven't either, so I didn't write them down. They they produce a very specific like type of altered perception, which for which is unpleasant. That's the funniest thing about this is like no one says that their Benadryl trip is pleasant. These delirians all give everybody a bad time, um, but I guess because it's readily available, people do it anyways. Um, like also in lockdown, I maybe people have lost touch with their drug dealers. They're not going to the club, and so they're not getting – or they're not going to high school, so they're not being able to buy drugs from their classmates. They're just stuck at home reading mommy's medicine cabinet. Um, so yeah, because so so tripping on Benadryl is nothing like taking LSD. It is nothing like taking shrooms. It is nothing like ketamine. None of these experiences, like it doesn't have any sort of, um, it's not a similar high. And I think the the overall thing that I read is that while uh, when you take psychedelics you tend to have um, ego death, everything is like beautiful, you feel really connected to the universe. It's generally a positive experience. Um, the Benadryl high is very dark. Ooh. Okay, we'll get into it. But dissociatives, uh, which they're all these anticholinergic, collagenic, cholergic, they, they're all, that's what dissociates are, is they block acetylcholine. Um, there's a couple you might have heard of, uh, Deadly Nightshade, uh, Angel's Trumpets, Jimson Weed, Henbane, Mandrake, uh, Benadryl, obviously, Dramamine, and Nutmeg, which, although purportedly not as strong or unpleasant as diphenhydramine, um, it's considered a delirient due to its propensity to cause uh, anticholinergic, 
like symptoms when taken in large doses. And I guess there's like a nutmeg challenge out there too that kids are doing. They're just taking tablespoons of nutmeg. <sighs> it just sounds gross. It just sounds unpleasant. Um, addiction to Benadryl is possible. People primarily develop a psychological dependence on the drug, stemming from the idea and fear that they won't be able to get sleep without it or remain asleep for the entire night. The fear becomes anxiety, and the sensation of relaxation initially felt when Benadryl is used allays that anxiety, perpetuating the cycle of misuse. Um, people with mental health problems, especially those with schizophrenia, are also prone to abuse the drugs, which is self-administered in large doses to treat extrapyramidal symptoms caused by the use of antipsychotics. Uh, I think what it is is antipsychotics can cause um, ataxia, movement disorders, and so the Benadryl can help with that. Um there's, there's like 80 million categories of movement disorders, but uh, really heavy um, antipsychotic drugs. They'll, fu they'll fuck up your whatever it is, whatever system it is that makes your body move. It makes you fucking move weird. And so uh, Benadryl, I guess, can help counteract that. Um, research has shown that uh, the, uh, these uh, acetylcholine anti- I have to say it 30 times and I'm saying it wrong every time. These anticholergic drugs such as diphenhydramine may have antidepressant and mood elevating properties. A study conducted on adult males with a history of sedative abuse found that subjects who were administered a high dose, 400 milligrams, of diphenhydramine reported a desire to take the drug again, despite also reporting negative side effects such as difficulty concentrating, confusion, tremors, and blurred vision. All right, here we go. We're getting into the new thing. Um, in 2020, an internet challenge emerged on social media uh, platforms such as TikTok involving deliberately overdosing on diphenhydramine, dubbed the Benadryl Challenge. The challenge requires participants to overdose on Benadryl for the purpose of filming the resultant psychoactive effects and has been implicated in several hospitalizations and at least one death. And I went down the, um, oh my God, why can't I breathe? I went down the internet rabbit hole tracing this back. I found videos going as far back as 2012 of people doing like Benadryl trip reports. And then I found some girl, what the fuck was her name? She's a YouTube person who I was like, who is this fucking person? Um, uh, who did a video saying I tripped on Benadryl like it was LSD. And uh, it had a lot of views. So then I looked up this girl and she's like has like five um, million followers on every social media platform. Uh, what is her name? Tana Mongo? Mongo? Tana Mangu? I don't know. So she did a video in 2016 saying she, ac she accidentally took too much Benadryl. And by that, uh, I mean she was told to take Benadryl for an allergic reaction. So she chugged it straight from the bottle and then read the instructions because she's a fucking moron. But anyways, this woman is more famous than I will ever be. And I've never even heard of her. Apparently, she was married to Jake Paul. 
who recently was uh, arrested in my state for breaking into uh, a mall during the riots. <sighs> I don't I don't know what's going on with the youth, but um, but this gal is richer than I could ever hope to be, and. Uh, I watched the entire video of her talking about tripping on Benadryl, and I, I just, I cannot believe that she is famous. This whole episode is just reiterating that I'm old. <laughs> I can't breathe. I don't understand the youth. Uh, so she, I watched her stupid video from 2016, but now in 2020, Thanks to TikTok and thanks to boredom and people being locked at home, uh, this Benadryl thing has really gotten exciting. Um, so according to the, like the manufacturer labeling, the maximum daily dose for Benadryl is 300 milligrams. And that's split out like throughout the day. Um, that's the most you should ever take within 24 hours is 300 milligrams. And now, as I said, that study of men who, with the addictive and the taking the Benadryl for sleep, they were giving them an excessive dose. I put that in air quotes, which was 400 milligrams. So again, over the rec manufacturer's recommended dose. Um, these Benadryl challenges, they're saying take like five to 750 milligrams. It's a lot. Um, so the manufacturers like don't exceed 300 milligrams in 24 hours. Uh, if you're taking it for allergies or short-term insomnia, it's safe to take one 25 milligram tablet every four to six hours or math guys, one 50 milligram tablet every six to eight hours. Doses higher than 300 milligrams can produce, uh, the, uh, psychoactive effects but most anecdotal accounts cite 500 milligrams as the minimum threshold to produce delirium. Uh, anything over 700 becomes life-threatening. <sighs> and I read all these trip reports where people took over 700s. I worry. I'm America's auntie. I worry about people. Um, so what uh, reports conclude, the effects of diphenhydramine start very slowly. They usually peak around two and a half hours after ingestion. These effects include hallucinations, dysphoria, confusion, memory disruptions, extremely dry mouth, and a maddening inability to pee. Uh, uh, I don't like anything that like fucks up like my, my ability to piss or shit. Just to be vulgar with you, if it any drug that fucks up my ability to piss or shit, I want nothing to do with it. I just feel like the foundation of health and feeling good is the ability to process food and, and drink. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I don't ever want to be constipated. Do not like that. Hate that. Don't want to not be able to pee. That sounds shitty. Um, so, uh, yeah, already I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Um, so, uh, unlike low dose Benadryl, um, that you're not going to get when you do these like challenges, you're not going to get, it's not going to be side effect free because Benadryl is really touted in the like pharmacological world as being generally a side effect free drug. You take it as prescribed, you're not going to have any problems. It's not going to fuck up your life. It's not going to ruin your boners. It just doesn't. Everyone's like, wow, this drug is a miracle. It doesn't really cause any side effects when you take it as advised. Um, but when you're overdosing on it, sorry, 
You're not getting out of this side effect free. Um, it's not uncommon for high dose recreational users to experience things like lasting sexual dysfunction. Uh, that's right. Your boners are gone. I read, uh, I'll get back to the bad side. I read this one guy's report where he was really depressed. And so he was taking, he was doing Benadryl, like tripping just to alter his state. Cause he was so miserable and even though Benadryl trips are really bad, people describe them as it's just dark, you see bugs, spiders, they're shadow people, you feel heavy, weighted. Uh, I had some quotes describing it as hellish, grotesque, grating, fucking horrible. There's some hat man. He's like a black shadow man with a hat who appears to haunt users. Um so it's, the trip sounds fucking miserable. It sounds like a nightmare. It sounds like a horror movie. But this guy was saying it. he was so depressed that, number one, when you feel terrible, any altered state is in a way a relief because it's different. Um, but uh, also then when he would come back to like reality, his reality didn't seem as bad because it wasn't as hellish as Benadryl world. Um so he read that a thousand milligrams was fatal. And so he, and he was ready to end his life. So he took uh, 950 milligrams thinking this will push me over the edge and I'll die. And then I can just be done with this whole miserable existence thing. Well, he didn't die. And he has a bunch of permanent side effects, including um, uh, lasting sexual dysfunction he can't get boners anymore at all. And so now he's kind of like, don't, don't fucking do Benadryl. Like my life is actually more miserable now than it was before. And I did all this because I was depressed to begin with. Um, so, okay. Lasting sexual dysfunction can happen. Cognitive problems, blurred vision, heart issues, liver damage. Cause we said it's processed exclusively by the liver. Um, and they can have addictive symptoms after, they trip, which is funny because what ha whatever, I, who, I don't know how the fuck this works, but across the board, people say, oh my God, that trip was such a terrible experience. It was horrific, but they have a strong desire to do it again. And so <laughs> that, that's a fucked up drug. That is a fucked up drug. Maybe it's like fucking PCP, which I don't think anyone ever enjoyed taking. I haven't done an episode about it yet. Um, one day, it actually was the episode that Shu and I were supposed to do next, and then we broke up instead, and I reformatted the show, and I never went back to uh, cover PCP, but I think I still have my notes somewhere. So, um, but yeah, so everyone's like, ooh, this is horrible. That was miserable. I hated it. What a, I was six, it was a six-hour-long nightmare, but then they like are drawn to doing it again. I don't like that. That's an abusive relationship. Like... <laughs> You get your ass kicked, but yet you keep wanting to go back. Um, so uh, long-term use has also been shown to increase the risk of both Alzheimer's and dementia, um, which, okay, it does not look like if you regularly have to take Benadryl at like the 25 milligram dose for allergy reasons, it does not appear to have those long-term effects of Alzheimer's and dementia because that's scary. But if you uh, abuse it regularly, you're putting yourself at a greater risk for Alzheimer's and dementia, um, which isn't good. That's not good. Um, so 
bottom line, bottom line, I don't, this, this one, like all, I read all these people's trip reports. I watched a bunch of teenagers YouTube videos doing trip reports. Uh, and it just sounds overall bad where people are scared, like they open their closet and like they, a bunch of spiders come out and stuff. And what they said is what sets us apart. Another reason that this is not like LSD or mushrooms, because especially in my experience, but I think uh, it's a general consensus, when you are on um, psychedelic hallucinogens, you know that it's a trip. You know that your perception is altered and that's part of what you're experiencing. But when you are on delirians, you don't know that you're not cognizant of the fact that it's a hallucination. Which makes the experience even more horrifying because if you knew you were tripping and you saw spiders pour out of your closet and crawl all over you, you'd be like, what the fuck? This is a fucking weird trip. But if you think it's reality, that's horrifying. Um, one girl said in her trip report that she went down to the kitchen to get food and she pulled back the foil on something her mom made and it was chicken and she just saw bugs and maggots uh, crawling all over it. And her mom, her mom's like, what? You're not going to, like, she put the lid on it and closed the fridge. And her mom goes, you're not going to eat. And she just goes, it went bad and went back up to her room. So her mom wouldn't know that she's tripping. Um, Sometimes when I'm tripping, like, I don't eat because I uh, become cognizant of the fact that, uh, like, I become hyper aware of the fact that I'm not actually hungry, that it's an emotional reason I'm eating, that it's just out of boredom or whatever. And so that's why I don't eat when I'm tripping is because I'm just like, bitch, you're not hungry. You're just trying to shove things in your mouth. Um, but the idea of being high and interpreting food as being covered in maggots. I mean, that might help me reach my goal weight, but I don't think it's worth it. That sounds horrific. I hate the idea of thinking that bugs are crawling all over me or food. Um, so, yeah, all of them are, like, it's just these horrific things where they feel like they're surrounded by these shadow people that are haunting them. It feels very dark and scary. I, I wouldn't sign up for that. Once I had a norovirus, which I think is similar to the flu, um, it, and it was in the way that I just kept puking and was so, like, fevered and out of it, but my roommate at the time had gotten me a Mickey Mouse balloon to cheer me up. And so I was laying in bed on day two, like, you know, struggling to keep fluids down. And, uh, I looked up and my room felt all black and dark. And I looked up and I saw funeral flowers floating above me. And I thought I was going to die. Like I thought I was having a premonition of my death because I was seeing funeral flowers. And then I was able to realize, like I kind of passed out and then came to and realized, oh, it's a balloon. It's you're looking at a Mickey Mouse balloon, not your funeral flowers. So I think that's just a, a taste of what these diphenhydramine trips are like. And it just I don't we I know some people take drugs like to numb themselves or to cope with things or you know what I mean? Like they use it as a patch for their emotional pain uh, or like mental dysfunction to calm their anxiety or whatever. I personally do drugs as part of my spiritual practice. So I don't, 
I don't believe in taking drugs as a form of escapism because your problems will still be there when you come back and possibly greater from your actions from when you're drinking. You know what I mean? So when people are like, oh, like I'm having relationship problems. Oh, I'm just going to get wasted. And then what happens when you're wasted? You call your ex you go to a bar and flirt with people. Like I've seen it. I'm a bartender. So I see this happen firsthand uh, where it's like, okay, well, you drank about a problem and now you made it worse. So it just doesn't, it's not constructive. So I don't believe in using drugs as a form of escapism. Um, but also, if you uh, if you were, it doesn't it just doesn't seem like the, like Benadryl is a good world to escape into. Um, just take some mushrooms and watch Disney's Tarzan, and you just get into the Phil Collins goodness, and it's it, it's a lot better than Benadryl. I can tell you that. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I don't get the appeal, but I'm also not a teenager stuck at home with my parents, um, which I do remember as being a fucking nightmare. And uh, I think in that mindset, I was willing to do a lot more to uh, change my mental state or have some sort of escapism um, than I am as an adult. I don't know. I just, my, my advice to the teens is don't do Benadryl. It's just not, it's not worth it. Don't do it. You're going to kill your boners. You have a bad time. You're going to see some dark shit. And everyone on these uh, Benadryl subreddits is like advising people. Like they're like, I'm addicted to it. I do these trips. This is my dose amount. Please, 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 no one do it because it's fucking miserable. It's bad for you. And yet you become addicted to it. Um, so I guess that's it. And it's been nice talking to you guys. I think that next time I do an episode, I'll try to be able to breathe better and I'll burp less. And uh, I can't guarantee that I'll stay on topic, but we're we're on a journey together. And uh, I'm going to try to not. I'm trying. I have like two more days left of steroids, but I think I'm stop. I don't think I'm taking them anymore because they make me feel crazy. Uh, so happy hump day. That's all. Was that a weird ending? Whatever. Happy hump day. Bye.